Thanks for listening to the River in the Hills weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Thank you, Glenn, Pastor Glenn, and Rachel. The Lord is moving in this place. I just want to start by praying uh, and just welcoming His presence. He's here, but Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for the move of your spirit, um, even healing um, and in other ways, Lord, broken hearts. And, and Lord, thank you for what you're doing in this place. God, we just want to open up our hearts to receive what you have for us this morning. Lord, I ask that you would come and, and fill this place with your presence. Even like we've talked about those, those um, pots and jars with oil, Lord, come and fill us up this morning, I pray. Amen. Well, it's good to be here. I talk to a few people and they say you have a nice, cool, cold Sunday morning. And uh, I, I walked outside and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. This is... This is nice. We don't get days like this till May, so or maybe April. Yeah, wow. It's good to be with you guys. Um, this morning, uh, the Lord put on my heart, uh, the, the title of my message this, uh, this morning is Responding to the Lord's Call. Um, so, uh, I, that's what I want to talk about this morning, responding to the Lord's call. So this isn't going to be a message on what is the Lord calling me to. Um, that, that could also be a message. Uh, there, this is a message on, I have a calling, I have an assignment. How do I respond to that assignment? What do I do with it? How, how, can, how can I respond? What's the best way to respond to the call that the Lord's put on my life? Um, and uh, just just briefly, um, we we do have some broad strokes callings from the from the Word, from the Bible, um, the the Great Commission, make disciples of all nations. Uh, that would be just a generic calling, um, and we see specific callings in the Word. David, King David, was anointed to be king in Israel. That was a specific calling the Lord put on his life, uh, and and. There's, there's specific assignments. Uh, if you're familiar with the Gospels, you know that Jesus, he sent out the 72. That was an assignment that he gave a specific group of 72. And so the Lord, he gives us these assignments. And the question is, how do we respond to the Lord's assignment in our life? Um, I want to, basically, what I want to do this morning is uh, just... The message this morning is actually quite simple. I, in, in reality, I could speak it in probably five minutes. So it's, not, it's not complicated. The, the gospel isn't complicated. It really is not. Um, I want to speak this morning out of 2 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, so this is the Apostle Paul. He's the Apostle to the Gentiles. Uh, and these are some words that he spoke to the Corinthian church, his first letter. Now, 
I, I'm not a, a Bible scholar by any means, but I do know, based on some other passages in the Bible, that Paul was actually quite well qualified. Uh, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Uh, he, was, he was very well trained. Um, he was, uh, but we read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, I think maybe I'll start reading um, in, in, at verse 2 here. It says, uh, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my message were not with plausible words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So the Lord, He gives us assignments. He gives us things to do. And if you're like me, oftentimes when the Lord gives you an assignment, you're, you want to just pulling a reference from the Old Testament, you want to go hide in the baggage. Um, for those of you who know, the, there were two, two kings in Israel. There was King Saul. He was the first king of Israel. And when the Lord called him, Samuel the prophet anointed him to be king. And then they went through this, um, basically rolling the dice. This, um, he, he was called of God to be king in Israel, and when, the, when, they, when his name come, came up, they went to look for him, and they couldn't find him. This story, if you want to look at it later as a reference, is found in 1 Samuel 10. And it says this in 1 Samuel 10 concerning Saul, this king. Um, it says, um, so, so Samuel is there, and, they, and it says this, but when they sought him, he could not be found. So they inquired of the Lord, is there, is there a man still to come? And the Lord said, Behold, he has hidden himself among the baggage. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when the Lord calls me, even this morning, it's a perfect example, I want to crawl up and hide in the baggage. I don't want to do what the Lord calls me to do. Oftentimes it's, it's tough. It's difficult, and there's this internal response inside of me that says, no, I want to I hide, I need to hide, I need to crawl up into the baggage and hide. I want to contrast that actually with the story of David. So if you look, King Saul is, is recorded in 1 Samuel 10. A few chapters later, King David, who, who is a very popular <clears throat> king in Israel, uh, he is also anointed king. Uh, and what I found interesting is actually both of them could not be found when they were called. Saul was caught up. He was, he was hiding in the baggage. But David, David was out in the fields. So in, in 1 Samuel 16, uh, Samuel's there. Uh, he's got Jesse uh, and the seven, seven sons of Jesse. They pass before Samuel and the Lord's like, no, it's not any of these. And, and, and Samuel's like, there's got to be another one. Do you have another son? And Jesse's like, actually, yeah, I do, but he's out 
tending the sheep. And Samuel said, I am not eating anything until he shows up. So they both were not found, but one was hiding and the other one was actually on assignment. He was in the fields tending to his father's sheep. So I want to encourage us this morning to respond to the Lord's call with courage, with confidence, and with boldness. Because uh, like we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul, he was qualified. And sometimes qualifications can get in the way. They don't have to. The Lord can use our qualifications powerfully, and he does. But what I want us to remember is that when Paul went to the Corinthians, he did so in weakness and with much trembling. He knew that it was not his own strength that did anything. It was the power of God. It was the power of God. So when we, how do we respond to the Lord's assignment? We know that, we know that uh, like Glenn referenced this morning, we are called to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, Luke adds, and with all your mind. That's how we need to respond. We need to give it everything we have. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. Let's respond wholeheartedly with everything we have. That's how the Lord calls us to respond. So re- let's respond wholeheartedly. I, as I was preparing, I thought to myself, well, what if all I have, everything I have really isn't much? I don't know if any of you have that feeling, but, you know, I'm, I'm up here. I just, we just, beautiful time of worship. And I'm like, Lord, I'm just a pig farmer from Manitoba. People have this beautiful picture of Canada in their mind. They think of Banff. They think of mountains. They think of trees and water and moose, maybe. I don't know what you guys, where we come from, it is flat. There is no trees. We cut down the one we cut down the one tree for our Christmas tree. <laughs> it's it's not actually true. There are some trees, but you do we do have to drive. It's flat. I'm just I don't feel qualified to be up here preaching. I don't. But that's not the point. The point is that the Lord can use each of us in whatever assignment he's called us to, if we give it to him, and if we do so with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our mind. And he will use you with power. He absolutely will. He, he can't but move in power when we give ourselves to him. I want to share uh, a couple more stories here, um, just from Jesus' ministry. Uh, from I'm going to re- be reading from Matthew. Let's see here in my notes. Matthew, we'll start in Matthew 14. This is the story of uh, the feeding of the 5,000. So this is a good story to go to if you want to talk about a release of the power of the Lord. Uh, but there's something specifically that I want to pull out of this story. Um, So Matthew 14, starting in verse 15, um, it says, Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. 
send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. He said, you give them something to eat. They said, they said to him, we have only five loaves here and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds and they all ate and were satisfied. I want to point out to hear that, hear that Jesus, he says, you give them something to eat. He didn't say, well, here, I'll give them something to eat. He spoke to his disciples and he said to them, you give them something to eat. And what did they do? They said, Lord, we, all we have are five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them to me. So I want to challenge us. When all we have are five loaves and two fish, let's bring them to the Lord and he will multiply them. I don't know what your assignment is. That's not what this message is about. Bring what you have to the Lord and let him work through you. It's his power. It's his power that works in us. I'll give uh, us, this is just a little, sometimes the Lord calls us to fast. Uh, I don't know how many of you have endured fasting, but uh, for me, fasting is extremely difficult. Uh, I'll share, I just want to share a little story about, about a time that the Lord called me to fast. It was a work day. I went into the office. So I said earlier before that I'm a pig farmer. That's not actually true. My dad was a pig farmer. I grew up on a farm. I now work um, in an office. So I was at work, and I, the Lord called me to fast, and I was like, Lord, not again. I, I, can't, I can't do this. Like, I'm a young man. That's all you can think about is food. It's 9 o'clock in the morning, and it's, Lord, ah, well, I cannot do this. How can I make it through this day, another day of fasting? And it got so bad that come morning coffee, there was a cafeteria in, our, in my place of work, and I'm like, Lord, that's it. I can't do it. There's the, that muffin has my name on it. I got, I got to go. And so I, I'd left my wallet in my car. So I, I, I packed it in. I'm, I can't do this. I went out to my car to get my wallet so that I could pay for my muffin. I had my eyeball on a muffin. And I got out to my car, and my keys were sitting in the ignition. I, I couldn't get into my car. It was locked. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I will go back. I will go back, and I will finish this day out fasting. That is just a small example of an assignment that the Lord gave me I did not have strength. Guys, I was out, I was out by my, I, I wanted that muffin, okay? <laughs> I did not have the strength. And the Lord, he, in his grace, in his mercy, he, uh, he gave me strength to finish that assignment. The Lord pulls through it, even in those little, those little moments. Um, I'll give you another example. Um, well, 
I'll maybe I'll maybe skip that one, or maybe I'll work it in later. Um, I want to I want to say this too. So the question is, what if we what we have isn't much? We talked. Somebody mentioned at, at uh, Nate and Kaylee's home group last night. Uh, remember, remember what the Lord has done. That is actually key. That is that is a huge. That's a very good thing to do. When we're in a place, we have an assignment from the Lord, and we're like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. What I have isn't much. It's the five loaves, the two fish. Let's remember, let's remember what the Lord has done in the past. And you can pull from your own experience in your own life, but you can also, if you, if you can't think of things like that, you can go to his word and you can say, Lord, I remember in Jesus, you you fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish. We can recall these stories and, and remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God through, through, through time in our own lives. I think, I think sometimes we tend to forget who God is. We tend to forget that, he's, that He is God. And I was reminded of this um, over the course of the last few weeks. Jesus, He was a man just like us. He is a man. Um, and he walked this earth, and I think often, maybe not often, but at least sometimes, his disciples forgot who he was. Uh, they forgot. They've, they, I, I'll give you an example. So there was this story. I, I'm sh- there's a story of Jesus in the boat, and I'm not sure if it's connected. Maybe somebody can tell me if it's connected with the feeding of the 5,000, but he was in a boat crossing the water, and he had obviously had a long day. He's a man, and he was sleeping. Okay, he's sleeping in the boat, um, and the storm comes up, right? The storm comes up, and his disciples are in the boat, and they're rowing, trying to get to shore, and they start getting a little concerned, a lo- little concerned. They got really scared, actually, um, and, it, and to me, I was like, like, why were they scared? Like, stop and think about it for half a second. God is in the boat, Right? <laughs> Why are they why are they scared at all? <laughs> like but they were. They forgot who was in the boat with them. They they forgot. Uh and they and eventually the story goes they they end, ended up waking up Jesus and come on like we're about to drown. Sometimes we forget who God is and so it's good for us to remember. It's good for us to recall these stories and remind ourselves uh who Jesus is. Um and 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 what he's like. Um, yeah, it's it's all the same here. But uh, another point I have here is just trust in his strength. It's not our strength. It it walk in obedience. Crawl out from under the baggage, and 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 trust the Lord with the assignment that He's given to you. Um, I just want to, uh, I want to end with one more story here. Um, it's also, this one I'm going to go to the book of John. It's right at the end of John. It's uh, the last chapter of John. So we, we, we had talked uh, this morning a little bit about uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. 
And he said to his disciples, you give them something to eat. And in John, uh, this is after his resurrection. Uh, Jesus has risen from the dead and he's uh, confronting and he's talking with Peter about um, Peter's denial of Christ at his crucifixion. So this is a conversation that Jesus, he has with Peter in John chapter 21. Uh, let's just see here. Uh, so I'll, I'll start in uh, verse 15 of John chapter 21. Uh, it's so they're walk. This the scene is. I like to paint a bit of a picture for those who don't know. Uh, they had been out fishing. Jesus was on the shore cooking breakfast for them. Uh, they come back to the shore. They eat breakfast with Jesus over a fire, uh, and then he has this conversation with Peter. And he says, um, he says to to Peter in in verse fifteen. Uh, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said. To Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to them, He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me, Peter? Um, Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. So here we see Peter is receiving an assignment from the Lord. Feed my, feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Uh, and I can't help but wonder if Peter in that moment was reminded of another time that the Lord had called him and his other his buddies to feed 5,000. And in that moment, Peter is like, how am I supposed to do this? I just denied you three times. How am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to walk out this assignment? And Three times Jesus says, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Three times Peter's reminded, it's not me that feeds these sheep, it's the Lord. I come to the Lord with my five loaves, my weakness, and he is the one who feeds the sheep. In his power, in his strength, it's his strength. It's his strength that we operate in, not our own. So I want to encourage us with that. When we feel weak, when we feel, I can't do this, I don't have what it takes. Maybe it's for Marissa, how am I supposed to follow this up next week? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Marissa. <laughs> you do a great job. But seriously, guys, there are times in our lives where it's like, Lord, what do I do? How am I supposed to do this? And I would suggest if you've never had that thought, you're not dreaming big enough. If you've never, 
in the place before the Lord and he's given you assignment and you've thought to yourself, man, I can do this. I got this. Maybe, maybe sit before the Lord a little more. He gives, he tends to give us, he gives us assignments that we cannot do in our own strength. He wants us to lean on him. He wants us to come to him. So let's be encouraged. Let's remember to give the Lord everything that we've got. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And he'll, like Keith Green sang years and years ago, I'll keep doing my best and pray that it's blessed and he'll take care of the rest. So the Lord, I just got some quite well, I won't go into prayer just yet, but I do have some questions for ministry time. Um, I don't know if Rachel, you want to come up and I don't know how things go down in this church, but, and Glenn, maybe if you want to come up and but I do have some questions for us in conclusion here. If maybe you're in this room and you're like, I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what the Lord's called me. That's a, that's a very real question. Maybe ask the Lord, what are you calling me to do? And if you have questions about that, ask somebody. Ask somebody to, to guide you through. Glenn, Pastor Glenn this morning was, was speaking on how to hear the Holy Spirit. He gives us assignments. So if that's you, ask the Lord what the calling is on your life. And here's another question we can ask the Lord, even in this time of reflection. Am I walking in my own strength? Or am I I depending, am I leaning on the strength of the Lord? Am I walking in my own strength? Or am I leaning on the Lord? Are there things in our lives, assignments that the Lord has given us where we're not trusting him? Let's bring those before the Lord as well. Let's bring those before the Lord. Say, Lord, I, I, I have not been trusting you with this assignment. I want to give it to you, knowing that when I give you my five loaves and two fish, you can turn that into food for 5,000. And some of us, we're in that boat and we forgot who Jesus is. We forgot that he's God. And we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded that he has power to calm the storm. And we can trust him. So let's just reflect on on these things. I want to I want to share maybe in closing here. I'll just share one more story. I was at some of you have been to to Bible camp, summer camp. I I have counseled talk about being outside of your comfort zone. If anybody knows me, um, and uh, I was counseling at at camp, and I had a bu- a bunch of rowdy guys, and it was time for chapel. Right, you have to round up these these guys to go to chapel and there was one fellow in my cabin uh he was i knew that he was not ready to go to chapel he was in a he was a, he was one of the tough guys uh he really had that per- persona that uh, and he he went back to the cabin 
the other the other group I managed to corral into the chapel. Um, and the as the worship began, our our Bible camp we always started with songs, camp songs, yeah. And uh, I I left the rest of the guys in the chapel and I went back to this one young man and I just sat with him and talked with him and he's like I can't do this he's like I'm so weak I'm so and he was just crying he was he was a wreck and I basically sat with him there and I basically shared with him something very similar to what I shared with you this morning. And uh, we were there. And uh, I, I said, I don't need, I said, I think it's time we go back into the chapel. And he's, he's like, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And he, he lit up a bit. He's like, I hope I hope they do that new song. I hope they do that new song again. How does it go? Lord, I need you. And I'm like, isn't that the truth right there? Lord, I need I need you. Every hour I need you. We walked we got up, we walked into the chapel and they had just started singing that very song. Lord, I need you. So I want to leave you with that this morning. We need the Lord. The assignments he gives us, we need his strength. Just like we opened up this morning with Paul. I came to you in weakness and trembling so that you would depend on God's strength, not your own. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.